Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. On the Billiken Sports Network from Learfield, welcome to the Billiken Coaches Show, presented by Edward Jones. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Billiken Athletics. Life is a series of moments. Make the most of them with an Edward Jones financial advisor. No good. Now, the Billiken Basketball Radio Show. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Billiken Coaches Show. We're deep inside Chaffetz Arena this evening. we got a good show for you, and it's always good when teams are winning and the season is not over. That's right. Two, two really big events. First of all, senior night for the men on Friday night. And they beat arch-rival Dayton here at Chaffetz Arena. And uh, they tie for second place in the Atlantic 10 and will move on uh, to the four seed in the Atlantic 10 tournament. And, of course, the big story, the Billiken women win the Atlantic 10 tournament and get their ticket punched to the NCAA tournament for the first time in school history. So we got a lot of those things to talk about. I'm Bob Ramsey. Travis Ford's going to join us in just a moment. And we're planning, having, planning on having a couple of guests from the women's team later in the show, so you want to stick around for that. Before we go on, let me remind you that Armory STL is an official postseason watch party location for your St. Louis Billikens. Located in Midtown, just steps from campus, the Armory features the largest video screen in the city, which is perfect for watching the Billikens on that big screen. Join us at Armory STL on Thursday, March 9th, for the A-10 Championship quarterfinal game, and come cheer the Billikens. we got more information for you on watch parties as we move on. Well, you know, the Billikens got into uh, Friday's game uh, really needing a win to solidify things for that double bye in the in the uh, Atlantic 10 tournament. They get the win over Dayton. They're 20-11 now, 12-6 and in conference play. And the, uh, and the effort to get that good win from a sold-out crowd was really spectacular. It was senior, senior night. The uh, event afterwards was touching 11 Billikens, including four uh, managers were honored. It was, uh, it was great stuff. And one other, another bit of news for the men came down today that point guard Yuri Collins was named as one of the five finalists for the Cousy Award. The Cousy Award is named after Bob Cousy, 
um, all-time great Boston Celtics point guard, and Yuri is in the final five. Let's talk some men's basketball, and we're going to talk it over. I had a chance to visit with Travis just a little bit earlier today, and here's our conversation. Well, Coach, you finish up the regular season in really nice fashion in front of a big crowd against arch-rival Dayton in a game you kind of really needed. Yeah, no question. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, Dayton, uh, we thought we did some good things at third place, didn't play very well the second half at all, um, couldn't get much going offensively. Um, and we made some adjustments for this game. It's kind of it's kind of strange playing them in the last regular season game. You're kind of your rivalry game is your last game. Um, but I thought it came at a good time for us because I, I, I think we're playing pretty good basketball. Um, but uh, got off to a very slow start defensively. Neither one of us could really stop each other. Kind of scored back and forth. Uh, second half, I thought our defense picked up, uh, especially about the 10-minute, 11, 12-minute mark. Um, it really picked up. We got the stops that we needed. Uh, but overall, good win. I think Dayton is uh, ultra-talented. They're big. They have matchup issues for a lot of people, uh, but for us especially because they're so big inside. Um, but overall, very, very, very good win. Going back and watching the tape, um, we did some really good things offensively, really good things, and there's some things we still need to clean up defensively. Well, let's talk about the defense first. And You've looked at the tape two days' worth, and – I'm just going by memory, and I felt like that it's it kind of started with post-defense and that as the game wore on, Franco and Jake did some good stuff in the post. Is that accurate? No, that's 100% accurate, um, and that we knew we were going to need that because in the first go-around with Dayton, I thought we did an okay job. You know, we, uh, I, you know, Holmes, I think, had 17 or 18, and Kamara had 15. That's one or two below their averages, not many. Yeah. But the problem was we gave up too many threes. We gave up nine threes, uh, and that was just too many threes. So we wanted to concentrate on taking away their threes. But in order to do that, we had to challenge Jake and Francis. Had to have an incredible night because we were like, we're not going to be able to give you guys a whole lot of help, so we need you guys to really, really step up. And I thought they did a tremendous job on two of the better, you know, mm-hmm. I talked about, I think as a combo, four fives, I thought I think they're one of the better combos in America for sure stat-wise. I mean, they're both averaging almost 20 points a game and or almost 40 combined and almost 20 rebounds a game combined. So stat-wise, they're one of the best four or five combos in the country. Um, but I thought those two guys did a, a marvelous job, and I think that was that was the difference in the game. You know, and then also when you talk about post-defense, you know, it, it appeared to me that Dayton, especially in the second half, sort of recognized, and when they could get a guard down there, and I remember one play in particular, it looked like a mismatch, and Yuri really stepped up on that play. Yeah, we got to a point where we started switching a lot of different things, and they recognized the switches, but, you know, we got to a point where, like, just don't give up threes. It, 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 that's what it boiled down to. We're up nine and a half, only gave up three uh, threes for the game. They come out and make five pretty quick ones to cut it back. It's all about the threes. And uh, so we start switching some things, and they start recognizing. But I thought Yuri did a great job. Javante got caught down there and did a great job. Gibson got caught down there and did a good job, ended up fouling. But I still thought he did a great job of, of holding his own. And uh, again, that's the difference in the game, uh, taking away threes and then just trying to win the paint war. 
you you mentioned you felt like you were doing some good things offensively and getting better. Talk about some of those things that you're trying to accomplish on the offensive side. Yeah, you know, we're pretty good, but we can get out and run a little bit and pace. Uh, and when we're moving the ball, screening and, 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 and cutting uh, and getting multiple guys' touches, it seems to be when we're at our best. When, um, when we start to struggle sometimes is when we try to force things one-on-one a little bit early in the clock and try to force some things. Um, and I didn't think we did it early in the game. Early second half, I thought we did a little bit of that. Not, it wasn't as bad as I thought watching film. We took some tough, difficult ones. But uh, when we get multiple you know, passes, multiple touches, uh, we're at our best. And uh, it's something we continue to, to harp on with our guys. And, uh, you know, when we're playing with high assists and low turnovers, then I think we're a pretty good offensive team. Yeah, it's interesting what Dayton can do to you because they can get out and challenge you because the guards can overplay a little because they know they've got rim protection behind them. Yeah, they're first in about every category defensively. They're they're really good because I think because of size um, and they have great length almost at every position but the point guard spot. Mm-hmm. And they then they come in the game with great length, uh, one of the bigger, longer teams in the country. Uh, and then they have shot blockers inside. Uh, but, yeah, they're first defensively in a lot of categories, rebounding their way up there as well. Uh, very efficient offensively, number one offense in the league as far as field goal percentages and things like that. So, you know, when, when you start talking about stats, Dayton is at the top of almost everything. Let's talk a little bit about postgame, meaning that it was senior night and uh, much of the crowd stuck around to honor those seniors. You had a big group and um, – I always love the fact that you really like to point out how important it is to recognize the managers and the sacrifices that they make for the program. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're always, uh, you always want to end up good on senior night to, to help celebrate and honor your seniors. It's never a given. I've lost in senior night and it's never fun, but it is part of, it's part of the sports, part of life you're not going to win every single game or every you know every senior night but it's always good that uh you we won a big game against a rivalry team locked up uh you know a second place finish in the league uh, tied with you know Dayton and Fordham so we locked that up so that was exciting and then you get to celebrate then you get to celebrate the seniors you get to celebrate the managers as you mentioned our managers we got one of the greatest group of managers you're around them you see them uh, great attitudes, great personalities, ridiculous work ethic. They bring so much to our program, and they're difference makers. They don't get all the publicity and things like that. They, you know, they're, you know, they're not on big scholarships and things. So uh, we can't thank our managers enough. We think the world of them. We try to, you know, treat them like kings as best as we can because they're essential to any to any program. So it's always good to honor those guys. Um, and then, obviously, the seniors in the program. One more thing about the managers. Uh, you mentioned honoring them. And one thing I've learned over the decades, as it turns out now, is that if you're looking, if you have a business and you're looking to hire somebody and you find out they were a college manager, basketball, football, whatever it is, they've got to be at the top of your list. I would agree a thousand percent because it's a um, – you've got to be totally unselfish. Uh, You know, you've got to be, you know, the work ethic, the long hours that they spend. We get back here, you know, on away games at uh, most of the time, 12 o'clock if it's early, but it's usually 1 a.m. 
and a whole group of managers show up here to help unload the buses, start washing, you know, clothes, doing different things. Um, and I would agree 100%. These guys are highly going to be highly successful individuals, and most of them that I've come across are just high work ethic, high character, relentless, unselfish, willing to give them themselves. And, uh, and uh, you know, what I love about this group, uh, and we've got an incredible group, is just their attitude and personalities. They're just fun to be around, mm-hmm. fun to be around. Uh, and that, that makes it, because it's a tense atmosphere a lot of times, but our managers we have now are just um, really good guys, hardworking, but just fun to be around. And, and no agendas other than trying to figure out how to make Billiken basketball better. Uh, and those are the type of people you want around. And so everybody got a chance, all the, the seniors got a chance to talk to the crowd. I noticed that as each senior was announced, and we're using senior in a broad term right. because of all the COVID so, stuff yeah. and all that. Yeah. But as they came out, you took a moment without a microphone to speak to each one of them for just a second. And you could do that at any time. thought it was important. Just kind of, this is how we feel about each other, that those kind of things matter. Yeah, no, no doubt. You know, um, I, I have a lot of meetings with my players individually and mm-hmm. we talk and, uh, you know, I try to want to get them more players in a deeper level than just on the core. That's ultra important. Be able to push guys to their limits. You have to have a relationship outside of basketball. And, you know, uh, but I thought that's, the, you know, that's a different moment. But to me, it's something I hope that they remember what I said. So I hope they remember. And uh, I want them to know exactly how I felt. And none of it was about basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so proud of all these guys, all the seniors, um, whether it be players or managers. We honored 11, 11 players and managers. All 11 have either graduated, and I think all of them have graduated except maybe two, and the other two will be graduating in May on for sure on target. Mm-hmm. But most of them have already graduated. Some of them are already in grad classes and things like that. Uh, so not only performing on the court, but uh, performing off the court as well in the classroom and just great, uh, great young men. Well, speaking of graduation, Fred Thatch has multiple degrees. In fact, I think he's about ready to be a tenured professor. Yeah, he's close. He's seems like he's been around forever. That's for sure. But you talk about somebody who's taking advantage oh. of the opportunity mm-hmm. that that was put in front of him, and that's one thing we try to teach our young men is when you come when you come to college as a student athlete. And I've done this everywhere I've been. You you know my job is to try to prepare you for what is next and along the way to win as many games as I can and, and uh, as we can and um, but the ultimate thing is try to prepare these young men for outside of uh, for real life as we call it because yeah. what you do here is not true real life you're traveling and uh, getting free shoes and gear and meals and rent paid for and different things I said that's not real life but we're trying to prepare them for real life we're trying to prepare them to be husbands and be fathers and get a degree that they can use to put forth to try to uh, get a career going if they're not playing basketball. And, um, you know, we take that very, very seriously. And, um, you know, the, these guys, I think we've got a group of guys that have taken advantage. You're talking about Fred Thatch, who's taken advantage of the opportunity to get a great education, build relationships, I think, that are going to uh, really help him in the future. And uh, and that's what it's all about is, uh, is having memories of a lifetime, building relationships of a lifetime, and having an experience that's going to benefit you later in life. You know, one more thing about Friday's victory over Dayton. Um, you always mention it, but I don't ever want to take it for granted, and I know you don't either, and that's mentioning 
the crowd, the spirit groups, the band, all were top-notch on Friday and are virtually every night. Yeah, we always want to, you know, uh, try to mention uh, as much as we can the, the cheerleaders, the dance team, uh, the band. These these are groups that support Billiken Athletics and are a big part of Billiken Athletics, and they put a lot of time and effort in and great, uh, just great at what they do. And uh, we're all in this together, and we appreciate all that they do. And then the students have been great all year long. The fans have been great all year long. It's the first time that I've seen, you know, usually Dayton – uh, Dayton's going to run away with the attendance every single year. Mm-hmm. They're 13,000 every single night. But it's in, then it's usually VCU way ahead of everybody. And, and attendance this year, I think we came up 100 short of uh, beating VCU out for the largest for second attendance. Yeah. So uh, I think that says a lot about our fans and the support that they give and our students and the lunatics who get involved and really push Billiken Athletics and uh, and also Chris May and his staff that put a lot into trying to get fans here and things like that. And it really means a lot, uh, and it means a lot to me uh, and our team that, uh, you know, the fans come out. I think that's a sign of a strong program and, uh, you know, packed sold-out crowd in the last game and had several near sellouts, but end up averaging more than we've ever had, more than we have, in, I think, since I've been here, uh, uh, close to almost 8,000 a game. So now it's time to start to talk about the new season, and we talk about non-conference schedule, then conference schedule, and then postseason. And the thing about postseason is it could be one game or it could be a whole bunch of games, and but it is different, isn't it? It is different. No, it's no question. Um, you know, I look at it in my turn. Four, it's the fourth season. You start pre, you start practice, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 then you play your non-conference, and then you play your conference. And now we head into postseason play, and uh, it's a long season. You know, uh, I know you know fans put so much into the postseason, which I totally get it uh, and understand it because it's so exciting and so much fun, and we we put everything we have into it um, as well. Um, but it's uh, it's a different feel. There's no doubt about it. It's a it's a different atmosphere. It's a different feel. And uh, you know, we head into the A10. I think it's up for grabs. I do think it's up for grabs. Uh, you know, no, no, it's going to get an at-large bid. We're all fighting to try to win the thing. So uh, you know, we uh, you know we uh, we've got a you know we we got a tough draw as far as we got some tough competition as well as everybody does. But uh, we got a double buy. Uh, which uh, is always nice to have. It doesn't guarantee you anything, but it's always nice to have. Uh, but, you know, we're going to play the the three teams we could either play are UMass, Richmond, uh, and, and George Mason. So before we get to that and breaking it down a little bit, you mentioned that it is definitely different. Fellas had a couple of days off. You had practice today. Do you address that difference, or do you try to keep things as much as you can to be normal? Try to keep it as normal as possible. We talked a little bit about what all we've learned throughout the season that hopefully we can use to be our best and what are some things that maybe could hold us back. But most of us try to be very positive of the things that mean, you know, we, we kind of know our team right now what, uh, you know, what, what makes us successful and what can hold us back. And we talk a lot about really what makes us successful, what we need to do. Uh, some of it's uh, just execution-wise. Some of it's, uh, Stat-wise, some things that we've seen and wins and losses that kind of stick their head out at us and mm-hmm. say, hey, when you win, we've done these things. When we haven't, this is what's happened. We've talked a lot about that. But, uh, 
but most of it's all positive and uh you don't want to you know try not to put too much pressure on you guys and try to get them as loose and you know we want to be as aggressive as we can and uh you know we um you know we we want to try to keep them loose but be as aggressive as we can so let's start talking about uh the tournament itself in the bracket um the the way the bracket laid out didn't do the Billikens any favors the three you mentioned that you could play UMass you lost to them Richmond you split with them and George Mason so so Richmond beat you once and with George Mason you won by a point in a hard fought game so you talked about the tournament being wide open that side of the bracket is wide open yeah, you know, uh, UMass hard to, UMass like the second game of conference, so that was like 17 <laughs> games ago. It's hard to even remember. Their team has changed a lot, uh, lost a couple of players, things like that. Uh, but uh, had a tough game there, uh, mm-hmm. fought hard. And then obviously, you know, Richmond made 17 threes on us and banking threes in and give them credit. They played well. And uh, and then uh, in a, in a, us, like us and George Mason always have crazy games, always have close, tight games uh you know one in i think double overtime there last year and then come back here and win in a a, a crazy game that uh, i wasn't around to see the end of it but uh, <laughs> uh but we figured you out heard it, was good. It, it, heard it was good and it was good how we ended it and uh but they i you know i've always said i thought you know all those teams are really good in their own right and give you you know uh, all of them have reasons to say that they can win games whether it be experience whether it be individually great players good coaches, whatever it may be. So, uh, yeah, none of it's going to be easy, period. I don't care who you play. It's not going to come easy. Um, you're going to have to go and play well and play to win, not go out there and, you know, play not to lose. You've got to go play to win, uh, and that's going to be very, very crucial. But, uh, but yeah, you know, we, we sit back and we'll try to figure out, uh, you know, uh, I think they play at 2 o'clock. Whoever, uh, whoever we uh, will play plays at 2 o'clock on Wednesday. So, you know, we've talked about it before, how much video you and your staff look at um, uh, virtually every day. And so will you send guys early ahead of the team to be ready to watch those games, or do you wait and just do it on Wednesday? Sort of what is your process for preparing for a tournament? Yeah, no, we um, – you're exactly right. It's an enormous amount of film this time of year because right now we're trying to break down three different teams. Yeah. You've got to be prepared for any, uh, all three. And then you got to start hopefully looking ahead as far as film work is concerned. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you win and move forward. But uh, there is an enormous amount of film going on and, and uh, statistics uh, and scouting reports and uh, – uh, a lot of meetings uh, going on between different coaches because different coaches have different scouts, and you start dividing up things. You have your GAs involved, and it's everything. But yeah, we'll we'll send a few few guys ahead of time, a few coaches ahead to watch the first game between Richmond and UMass, especially because we haven't seen UMass play in so long, mm-hmm. uh, and you can go watch those teams in person. So they'll go ahead of time, and they'll be there tomorrow to watch those games, and then. We'll have coaches at Wednesday's game and things like that for sure, but it's uh, it's all hands on deck at this point, and uh, yeah, a lot going on. Uh, finally, uh, I wanted to talk a couple of superlatives. One, Yuri Collins, who was announced, is in the final five for the Bob Cousy Award. That's spectacular. Uh, it, it much deserved. Uh, to be honest, with you, I'm not shocked because I think yeah. he deserves it. Uh, but it, it's a little shy because sometimes, uh, you know, uh, you know. 
some guys for whatever reason get overlooked. I thought he did last year, to be I honest agree. with you. Uh, so uh, I think, you know, we sit here with 20 wins and finish second in the league, different things like that, and he's proven he's helped us win. And uh, he's obviously has incredible stats. And uh, for Bob Cousy, who is a great point guard, you know, I don't think there's any point guard better than Yuri Collins. And then one more superlative, and that goes to um, your colleagues down the hall and uh, Coach Tillett and what they did. In it, it, it's funny sometimes when you get in a tournament bracket, it doesn't matter. You got to win your games. Sometimes you'll see, well, the top seed got knocked off by somebody else, and the pathways there. They had to face the two seed. They had to face the one seed, and the women's team wins the tournament first time ever. Pretty cool. <laughs> Amazing, extremely cool. I think it's first of all. I told you, I was more nervous watching the game than I've been in. I can't remember <laughs> the last time. I, I can't remember any time I was that nervous uh, watching the game and pulling for these uh, for these young women and uh, for Rebecca and uh, you know. Again, I think it shows what we talked about earlier. This time of year, it's what anything can happen, and you know, uh, you know, had some struggles early on. But started figuring it out and won like ten out of their last eleven, and then finishing off like that is amazing uh, to win a tournament. And uh, it just uh, shows this time of year what exciting things can happen. And uh, they're playing their best basketball. And uh, you know, gosh, I, I watched them a couple weeks ago at a game here, and I I thought they I, I haven't got to play, watch them a ton this year, but I thought they play. I thought, man, they look like they're playing extremely well here. You know, mm-hmm. Brooke Flowers, you always you know leading shot blocker in the country, and uh, Martina, who's just, uh, goodness, she can control a game in so many different ways, uh, and Rebecca's done a great job with these young women, and uh, it's just, yeah, really, really exciting. We came back, met them back here, and uh, I just, you know, I was sitting there watching them, and just, you know what, you know, when you kind of, and you know this because you're around us every day, and you're in this with us. Uh, people outside us don't understand, but you know what they've been through. These girls, you know the work they've put in. These mm-hmm. and the coaches, the work that they put in, and how hard, how difficult it is. Everybody wants you to win. That's the easy, just wanting somebody. Yeah. That it's hard. It's difficult, and to know how hard they've worked and persevered, it's just ultra exciting to see and see the the joy on their faces, and uh, especially when you know what you know when you know how hard they've worked. Coach, thanks for the visit. Can't wait to uh, watch the men's team get it going on Thursday. We'll see you in New York. Thanks, Rammer. That's Travis Ford. We come back, we'll talk a little women's basketball here on the Billiken Coaches Show on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Welcome back to Chaffetz Arena. Time for uh, the next segment of the Coaches Show, the Billiken Coaches Show here on KMOX. I'm Bob Ramsey and delighted to have two players who have made everybody on the St. Louis University campus and alums all over the world very, very excited. Julia Martinez and Mina Castro from the women's team, and they are conference champions. How does that feel, ladies? Uh, thank you so much for having us. Um, I mean, it feels great. I think it's just it's so surreal moment. I feel like you you hear other people um, telling their stories of them uh, winning the, the championship and them going dancing, and now it's actually me and my <laughs> whole, the team and I all doing it. I think it's just so surreal. It's just a proud moment. That's Julia Martinez and Mina Castro. You're a freshman. She's a senior. You're a freshman. So now I guess you'll just figure this happens every year. Uh, well, I mean, one can hope, right? But, I mean, um, no, being able to come in and uh, win a championship my first year of college basketball with such a special uh, group of young women, I mean, it's such an incredible feeling. There's really nothing like it, and I'm so blessed to be able to do it here. And you're a, a, a local player. You're St. Charles West. Yes. And uh, we, we are um, – uh, one level removed. Um, I know your aunt, and uh, it's funny in St. Louis, everybody knows everybody within one degree, right? Of course. It's such a small world. And so how did you, what made you decide to go to SLU? Um, well, first off, I mean, you, you know, everyone kind of talks about going on visits, and you kind of just know, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you're there. And I think I kind of had that feeling here. Um, like, I just love the campus. I, I love the people. Um, I loved the opportunity of being able to play you know in front of my friends and family for four years and be able to yep. be a part of something special in my hometown um and yeah I kind of just felt like this was a special place and I wanted to be a part of it here Julia Martinez you have been playing lights out you've been um you have been my favorite player to watch <laughs> since you came to SLU um and watching you get better and better and better every year, and even this year. So you finish appropriately the tournament with a triple-double. That's uh, – you're everywhere. That's crazy. Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, I don't know. I think it's just – I just never would have thought that, you know, this that would have happened on that night getting my first um, career triple-double. And in the championship game, I bet no one would have said that um, or thought of that. But I think it's I bet just, your family knew it. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because a lot of people are saying that I've I've flirted with the triple double yeah. all all season long, and there's been multiple times where I've been like one or two away in different uh, stat categories away from it. But I mean, it was just such a team effort. I mean, that whole entire win, it wasn't just me strictly, not at all. I could not have won that without the rest of the whole entire program. I mean, everyone contributed. Everyone made such big plays. All the coaches who did all the um, the recruiting and the scouting and just all that stuff that goes behind um, behind the scenes work. I mean, it was just such a big team effort. And um, to be able to win it with, with a program that cares so much about basketball and wanted it so badly and was just so hungry, um, it's just such, such an accomplishment. And I'm not bringing this up to embarrass you, but to say uh, I thought emblematic of, of what you've accomplished and in the championship game, with about two minutes left in overtime, you got a steal, you got an offensive rebound, and you got an assist all right in a row. And I thought that sort of captured the game. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought that was really an important moment. And the, uh, to, be, to stay involved for 45 minutes, mm-hmm. what, what was your minute total? Do you remember from Sunday? Uh, 
it might have been like yesterday. 43, 43 something, minutes. 43 some point something. Yeah, I don't know. Something yeah. like that, yeah. But uh, uh, being involved, you know what it reminds me a little bit? In a different way, Jordan Goodwin, yeah. who was everywhere, he kind of did it by kind of bullying people and flexing <laughs> a little bit. You, I think, um, this is a con- you're sneaky. Like, you're here, and then they look, and you're over here, yeah. and then you snuck underneath and gotten the rebound, and then the no-look pass, and <laughs> you're, you're everywhere like that. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted to get to tonight was to figure out how this happened. And um, the, you, won, you, you all won 11 of 12 down the stretch, including the tournament. After what, quite frankly, was a pretty rough beginning to the year, Mia, you came in. You had met you and I were talking a moment ago. You're in and out of the starting lineup. Um, kind of, what were your thoughts early on in the season, trying to figure this team out and this game out? Um, well, just kind of obviously with the rough non-conference start that we had, I think all of us were kind of just, you know, like we had that belief, we had that foundation, but we just kind of weren't sure what to do with it. We kind of, you know, we're just kind of a little unsure of how this year was going to play out you know we kind of just had the goal of you know we want to win a championship in three years or so you know maybe it won't happen this year but um I think just kind of we maintained a steady belief in each other you know in ourselves and the team all year and we we kind of never wavered from our core beliefs and I think that was such a big part of why we were able to you know do something as big as win a championship in a first year program is because we kind of just stayed with our core beliefs and our you know, joy and love for each other, and uh, it worked out in the end. I'm going to expound on that, um, Julia, in a moment. We're going to take a quick break. I caught, I talked to Coach Tillett about that a little bit this afternoon, and um, I, want, I want to break that down a little bit and figure out how and why it happened. Atlantic 10 champion Julia Martinez and uh, Mina Castro are here. We're going to talk about their championship and on to the NCAA tournament. When we come back, it's the Billiken Coaches Show on Camo X. Welcome back to the Billiken Coaches Show. We're joined by Mina Castro and Julia Martinez from the Atlantic 10 champion Billikens. Before we get back to our interview, I want to mention the Westport Social is an official postseason watch party. For the Billikens, located in Maryland Heights, Westport Social features large video walls to watch the game and play on uh, play on the indoor bocce, hoops, shuffleboard, ping pong, darts, and more. Join us at Westport Social every Billiken game in the postseason during the A-10 tournament and beyond. And beyond is where Julia and Mia are going. Now, how did we get here? I talked to Carl. I'm not talking behind her back. So in the hallway and I go, and you guys don't really know me, but social media you can kind of follow what's going on i've been to a bunch of games the zen (laughs) meditation all that stuff i'm going well this is this is different Mm -hmm. um and but as you said mia enjoy you stayed the course so here's a new coach coming in a different approach what did you think at first um, I think a lot of people, you know, do meditation to kind of just reset themselves, whatever. But um, we call it mindfulness. Yeah. And we do it as a team, and we like to do it um, on the court where you're playing so you get that, you know, that environment, that feeling. Um, but I think it's just a time to be able to take deep breaths, calm down, let that stress, anxiety, all those thoughts get out, release them, and it really just lets you um, – 
reset. Like we did um, yesterday, actually, morning. Um, we had a shoot around early at, at 7 a.m., something like that, really early, right? And, you know, everyone's tired. And we only have 40 minutes to do a shoot around to go over the other team's plays and all that stuff. But we decided to take um, a couple minutes in the beginning of our 40 minutes to do mindfulness on that court. And I'm sure some people probably walked in and was like, what are they doing? You know, like, why aren't they using that time right. to, to prepare, like, actual basketball? Why don't they shoot more, right? But, no, we took time to do that mindfulness. And I think that really helps because to be able to do that, like, on that court in that arena, I think just definitely helped you um, or helped myself just kind of get into that place of mind, um, get that um, mental muscle is what we call it, just to calm yourself. And then, and then yeah, because – it's kind of it makes you look at more of the human instead of just the athlete, right? It's it's not just about basketball; it's the whole everything that goes into it. So let me ask you both. I'll start with you, Mia. How do, how does when things are going bad, as it was early in the year, November December wasn't great, right? And are you going? What are we doing? This is not working. Or because you were doing it, did it keep you together? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think just all of course you know when you're losing it's easy to kind of just be like okay obviously something's wrong and I think a little bit we were kind of like okay you know we need to refocus a little bit we need to work a little harder maybe be a little tougher right but um I think overall like Tillett um from the first day she got here just laid like such an important focus on culture right and foundation and I think just as the season kind of went along, you know, even as we were, you know, losing and weren't doing as well as we wanted, that culture was kind of still there and still kind of, you know, we all had kind of laid the foundation for it. And we, I think, just, you know, put our belief in that and, you know, put our mm -hmm. belief in the culture that we were building as a team and um, as a program. Uh, and I think that's just kind of what, you know, carried us to such success in the later seasons. So I mentioned, Julia, you guys won 11 of 12. Mm -hmm. It kind of started with a four-game winning streak, January 28th. At what point is the streaks going? Or did you all ever go, wow, it's happening? Or was it like you stay in the moment so much you don't think that way? Um, I think I think it was uh, kind of stayed in the moment. Uh -huh. I don't think I realized how many we were winning in a row. Um, each We took each game one at a time. Um, I think, I think the, the – the game that you're talking about, the very first one, was the Fordham game. Yes. Um, yeah, and that game was just so fun. You know, I think that was the very first game where, you know, there's been multiple games that we were playing other teams and we were with them, but, you know, we just didn't finish. We lost by one or two points. If we had two more minutes, maybe we would have won. Um, we had that fight that we knew that we were able to get there, but we just weren't able to finish it off. But that Fordham game, we were actually able to – beat this team I think we proved to ourselves like wow like we can do this we can play with these top teams that are ranked high way above us um so yeah I mean I think it kind of was a game by game I didn't even realize how much it was in a row until until we lost um that one game and it was like wow we were on a winning streak um you know, let's, let's get back on let's it. get back to that right like let's just let's one little hiccup that's all right let's get back to it um yeah it was kind of fun it was like let's keep the streak up you know this is great so was it uh, was there anything different going into the conference tournament? Because you guys are clearly the hottest team in the league. Mm -hmm. But both Rhode Island and, and UMass, I mean, they had remarkable seasons. So was there anything different, or was it we do exactly what we've always done? Um, I think, you know, obviously going to the conference tournament, we had kind of a confidence about us. Um, I don't want to say, 
we were cocky at all or anything like that. But um, we, we definitely had, you know, some confidence. And, you know, coming off a win like that UMass win, we were kind of like, okay, you know what? Like, we can compete with the best of the best. And we're a first-year program. And we're competing with, you know, one the top program in our league. We're mm-hmm. beating the top programs in our league. And so, yeah, like, I think just going into the tournament, like, we knew that, like, we couldn't take anyone for granted, but, we de- like, we knew we were the most dangerous team going into the tournament. Is that how you felt too, Julia? Yeah, I think even just looking back on our practices, each practice was just getting better and better. Like, it just – Really? Yeah, like, everyone took a step up. Um, the, like, if you walked into the arena, it was just so loud. Everyone's talking. Everyone's diving. Like, I, our practices turned into championship-level practices from how it was in the beginning of the, uh, the season. And I think that's just – we carry that on into the games. It's an unbelievable story. It's fantastic, and it's, it's not finished yet. Um, you'll know more uh, next Sunday night in the selection show. Never said that at, at St. Louis U before. Really, really exciting. Congratulations so far, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll keep it going after next week. Yes, yeah, Ladies, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Mina Castro, Julia Martinez could have talked for a lot longer, and we'll get the opportunities as their season is not complete. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks to everybody for uh, being involved here on the uh, Billiken Coaches Show. Of course, uh, Ethan Hannaford back at our KMOX studios and Don Jackson. I'm Bob Ramsey, and good night from Chaffetz Arena. Well, I just a moment ago said goodbye. Now I'm saying hello. No, we have one more segment, and we're lucky to have Julia Martinez and Mia Castro with us. So, ladies, um, real quick, let's talk about the coming tournament. We mentioned um, the uh, uh, selection show watch party. So, what are you thinking this week? Um, how do you not? How do you get out of the bubble of the culture that you've been in that's been so successful? How do you stay focused and centered? Um, I think, you know, obviously we've had a really long week and I think um, kind of taking time to just take in the moment, like first before anything, and kind of just, you know, realize, you know, the, you know, the history made in the, you know, the impact that we, that we did and, um, you know, enjoy it and, you know, take time to de-stress before getting back at it. But I'm, um, I also think, you know, when it's time for this team to, you know, refocus and, um, you know, get back in the gym, we're, we're all going to be ready. We're all hungry to, you know, you know, accomplish our next goal, you know, win a tournament game and, you know, keep our season going. And um, so I think that's not going to be a problem with this team to kind of refocus um, and, you know, get working to win the first round of the NCAA tournament. Five-game winning streak. Mia, you've been the two-time uh, Rookie of the Week in the Atlantic 10. Julia, you had the uh, triple-double, and you were the outstanding player of the Atlantic 10 tournament. That's, that's a pretty exciting week, isn't it? Yes, it was. It was, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, and so um, doing a little bit of everything, but what often is, is left out of those kind of awards is, or not left out, but goes unrecognized, is defense. Mm-hmm. And that's something I know you take pride in. Yeah, I do. You're right. People definitely look at the stats and the points, whatever. But um, I think defense is just such a fun aspect of the game. Um, you know, trying to w- get steals, win those 50-50 balls, diving for balls. I think that's just a fun way of a style of basketball that uh, everyone um, always likes to play or likes to watch. Or no, not even watch. Just likes to play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's just such a fun, 
fun way to play, and I think it, it gives off energy um, to our team, so I'll do whatever I can to help, to help our team get a win. We're almost out of time. One quick thought from each of you. When mm-hmm. the confetti's coming down, you're all running all over the court. What was that like? Can you explain it, Mia? It's hard to explain, but I mean just like – Am I really here? Like, did I really just win an A-10 championship, you know, my first year of college basketball <laughs> with, you know, an amazing group of women that I love? So, um, yeah, just really incredible, and I'm so lucky to be a part of it. Julia? Pure joy. Just pure joy and thinking of well, all. Well, you're doing the snow angel and the confetti. I was. That's great. and I was jumping up and down with my teammates, hugging each other. Just such pure joy. Um, just so happy of all the hard work we've done, and it finally paid off. Julia, Mia, thanks very much again. Um, continued success, and let's keep playing deep into March. Really appreciate the visit. Thank you so much. I'm Bob Ramsey. Thanks for joining us on the Billiken Coaches Show right here on KMOX. Have a great night, everybody. On the Billiken Sports Network, from Learfield... This has been the Billiken Coaches Show, presented by Edward Jones. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Billiken Athletics. Life is a series of moments. Make the most of them with an Edward Jones financial advisor. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Billiken Sports Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.